0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us wondering, get us imagining, get us connected, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we've made the connection. I'm glad you're with us today. We're gonna take a journey. Uh, Someone once told me that one of the best journeys that you can take is a good conversation. So we'll have a good conversation on our adventure and our journey. We have a a delightful guest and a a terrific co-host. My co-host is Rick Bernardo. Uh, He is an ethicist, a teacher, an advocate. A writer, a musician, a comedian, um, and is challenged himself to look for connections in life and exploring ways of living grounded in ethics. That's me. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. And we have generous Joe uh, Josine Peters. She is a lot of wonderful things, a miracle coach, a transformational healer, a uh, she works with energy. She's a conscious facilitator. Uh, she's a continuing education provider, a public speaker, uh, a workshop leader. And she loves film, art, dance, and song. All of those are part of her resume of things that she does. Uh, and as we were getting ready for this show and we were exploring, well, what do we want to share? What do we want to do? Um, what are the ideas that, that we want to uh, manifest. And it it came back very often that we were talking about being connected to our ancestors as well. Um, How are we being guided? What are those connections? What does that look like? And I was moved to look up um, Chief Seattle. And when he was offered land to be purchased from the Native Americans, um, he had a speech that he made, an oration. And the great chief Washington is how he started it off. He, he referred to our presidents of, as the chief in Washington, mm. sends word that he wishes to buy our land. The great chief also sends us words of friendship and goodwill. This is kind of him since we know he has little need of friendship in return. Uh, but we will consider your offer for we know that if we do not sell, the white man may come with guns and take our land. How can you buy or sell the sky, the warmth of the land? The idea is strange to us. If we do not own the freshness of the air and the sparkle of the water, how can you buy them from us? But we will decide in our time. What Chief Seattle says is the great chief in Washington can count us on us as truly as our white brothers can count on the return of the seasons. My words are like the stars they do not set. Every part of this earth is sacred to my people. Every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every clearing and humming insect is holy in the memory and experience of my people. The sap which courses through the trees carries the memories of the red man. We are part of the earth and it's part of us. The perfume flowers are our sisters, the deer, the horse, the great eagle. These are our brothers. The rocky crests, the juices of the meadow, the body heat of the pony and man all belong to the same family. So when the great chief in Washington sends this word that he wishes to buy our land, he asks much of us. And it just struck me after all our conversations that we were looking at, some of the different ways our spirit connects and how do we navigate in a world that has very different ideas about what connections is, what What does it mean to be successful, what does it mean to feel good about ourselves, uh, what are the paths that we take. And very often it, it starts off – in judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have you share with us. Um, you, you shared some wonderful, powerful stories about looking at judgment and how that disconnects. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And again, this is Josine Peters or otherwise known as generous Joe, but you go ahead, Josine. We haven't heard your voice oh, yet this morning. I've
2: been moaning here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, you're, you're keeping it real right away, Laurie, mm-hmm. with what Chief Seattle is saying. And I f- love that, that we get to the realness of life. Because mm-hmm. life is an illusion to me. It's um, it's like we're in a movie mm-hmm. and we're watching ourselves. And uh, we're beating ourselves up for our performance a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. And so as a yeah, coach, yeah. that's
2: what I work with people. I often reflect back to them what they're holding out to me Mm -hmm. and i just reframe it I just say well what if we said it this way what if you could talk to yourself Mm -hmm. in this tone what if we could laugh with it which you guys are both really good you know in your lifestyles you have brought humor in especially rick i know and he's my connection talk about connections Mm -hmm. he's the reason i'm sitting here Uh. Naked <laughs> under my clothes. <laughs> Thank you, Rick, for that. Freedom. As we
1: are all, no matter what, I guess, right?
2: <laughs> it's good to be with you in that. In our skin bags, right? Yeah. So the the judgment, you know, as humans, we have to judge. It's and often I use twelve step work, which is you know addiction, the disease of the mind, and I talk about how we we need to judge the road. We need to judge the path we're on. But when we start doing anything where we're overthinking, like I love thinking about thinking while thinking, but when we run amok, that's where we get into trouble a little bit.
0: I think overthinking is definitely a challenge, but I also think when it's more about me Mm -hmm. and what I want versus us.
2: Yep. The, I want what I want when yeah, I want it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when it's the us against them and me against them and justifying judgments yeah. based on what I think I need. To me, it all comes down to greed. You know, if we're being greedy, you know, how do you analyze it? It's not greedy to look and make judgments about the road as to whether or not you're in survival. That <laughs> That's important. Uh, that's good guidance. That's, you know, being aware. But when you go one step further and it's really about, Me and self-aggrandizement, or you know, just making myself happy and not thinking about us and community and my impact in community.
2: And Chief Seattle put it into words where it took it. What he did is he didn't solidify it and put it into a market and say, "Yeah, we can give you this much land for Mm -hmm. this much." Right. He made it spiritual. Yes. And when we speak to each other on that level, we're not ungrounding ourselves necessarily we're Mm -hmm. grounding ourselves in the spirit we are so we're human we're fully human we want what we want when we want it and Mm -hmm. desire is good i always say you know a lot of people you know were raised um, in certain types of modalities of belief and things like that that what we have is um this idea of what we are and what we believe and to just be free with that. And if there's agony and ecstasy, go for the ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't we have ecstasy? Your life can change in a split second. Mm-hmm. And we always think that's a car accident or whatever, which I was just in two months ago. Um, but it, it can change for the good. You can have a nervous breakthrough mm-hmm. instead of a nervous breakdown. Break up (laughs) up.
0: instead of a uh, (laughs) breakdown. I I know that you'll go ahead. You have a
1: question. I I just had a, uh, a, 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 for my own brain, it was a callback. So uh, I met you at a table four or five years ago uh, when Siad uh, Abdullahi Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, many others, such as you, just were in the face of Trump uh, stopping people from, all of a sudden, snap a finger. If you're from an Islamic or African country, you can't come here, like virtually overnight. Uh, I look back and I go, yeah, that was just the least of racist policies. But there were people and friends in our communities who were suddenly feeling uh, – uh, attacked and their families were being separated from them and so forth so uh that's a that was how you and I met was in a gathering a community gathering to say what can we do to get through this and and I'm not from Africa but we all know people and so we were thinking what can we do it was called a survival tool Toolkit meeting, but there's a good, good example of like the me and us and them sort of thinking taking over, which is really a child's view, I think, very often. But uh, not the grown-up child. Anyway, uh, do you remember meeting maybe me, me there? Or maybe oh, yeah, that, that's yeah, where that's yeah. where all
2: right. And, and yeah, and that kind of thing is, um, you know, our self-protection is is beautiful if we believe we're not spirit. You know, if we just stay in that human mode, we have to protect ourselves against mm-hmm. the elements and all kinds of things. But, man, Minnesotans, we're here in Minnesota. These are people who are out in their shorts running, like you, Rick, mm. <laughs> in uh. the middle of winter, and I've always been oh. amazed to live here. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to move out of territory and uh, out of culture soon but because um, I'm selling my home, but that is something I've just been amazed with. And we believe... In attack as humans. Mm -hmm. And I think because we have that, we think that's a good way to stop some action. And we believe in the command form of English. Mm -hmm. You know, like, stop that. Don't run in the street. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. Absolutely not. Those kind of things. And when we can have mercy, 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 that is where love starts coming in. And that's—I told you guys—I want to come and talk about love, so I'm putting love in here. (laughs) And and we will, because I do think ultimately,
0: as we're looking at connection, it's through the love Mm -hmm. that—that's what we tap into that—that allows us to—to have it come together and connect. Love of the tree that you want to sit next to. Love of a friend that you care about and, and want to spend time with. Um, falling in love. Those are all things that we hunger for connection. Um, and we seek in, in ways sometimes that aren't as healthy in finding that connection. Um, and, and how do we navigate? And I, I love the fact that that's, that's your uh, hope is to work with people to help them find that path for themselves.
2: Yeah, and I believe that hope is is not the opposite of hopelessness. Right, certainty right. is. So I go for certainty. Gotcha,
1: and I, mm-hmm. I I really want to listen for and look at what does love look like in all these different areas that we're we're going to talk about in the next uh, few portions of our broadcast,
0: which brings this portion to a close. Uh, Joe, would you share your email address in case folks would like to connect with you and learn more about how you work on an individual basis with folks?
2: And my friends are laughing now because I, I'm not good with emails, but I love that form uh. for <laughs> my. Uh, I could tell them. Able to sort, yeah, it's generous generousjoes. So just J O is my nickname at gmail.com. So G E N E R O U S J O at gmail.com. And we'll be right
0: back after just a few commercials, and we'll be talking more about possibilities and curiosity as well as love. So stay with us. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we have Rick Bernardo as my co-host. That's me. That's you, uh, who's a terrific guy and who— Lives his Uh-oh. life finding connections and exploring ways of living grounded in ethics, cutting right down to the essence. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah! I, I don't know. Always experience the essence, but uh, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, and I've, you
0: brought a guest today. I'm
1: still Rick, and yes, and we have Josine Peters, who is uh, through 40 years of research and 20 years of coaching in her quest to understand all facets of mind, body, and spirit. Uh, Chosin's uh, acquired multiple certifications in various modalities and blends this with God, wisdom, and guidance, and wonderment. And uh, that's my experience of her, and that's why she's here. Hi. Good morning again.
2: Good morning. Good morning. It is a beautiful day in our uh, hearts, too. Yes. I love the energy of you both. Good well, to be here.
0: In our last segment, was a, a very cool exploration of looking at judgment, and you mentioned, you know, I had brought up sometimes we get on an unhealthy path, yeah. a- and you
2: had some other thoughts about,
0: you know, how how healing can sometimes come through unhealthy circumstances.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's seemingly unhealthy because we. We judge things as good or bad, right mm-hmm. or wrong. And I'm really of the idea that there are no opposites. Like um, cause and effect come at the same time, same with problem and solution. Mm-hmm. And we believe in time. Like a native um, mm-hmm. thought is it's movement, not time. Mm-hmm. So how we move with things is really the, the essence.
1: Man, that's that's been the literal conversation in physics for the past five to ten years is that there maybe there's no real – it's not a dimension it's just move things move that's awesome
2: yeah when I mean, you think Sorry. of einstein when he um, was on the shore watching a man on a ship walking the same way he was on the ship and that movement compared to his on the shore but the ship was also moving and his time space concept you know mm-hmm. blew his mind and he <laughs> he went from there into uh, great things
0: and he was a man of great curiosity mm-hmm. a physicist uh, i adore physicists partly because my father was one but uh, they they're almost childlike with a beginner mind in looking at things yeah. at all times yeah. as, as to what are the possibilities uh, what does that look like and yeah. i i do believe that curiosity is one way to move towards connections
2: yes i agree and it's the antidote to the judgment mm-hmm. so the unhealthy thing when you're in 12 steps when you're in addiction and recovery you can look at an unhealthy life as the savior, the salvation to others. Mm -hmm. And often it's those who have been down in the muck of life and pulled themselves up, or even while they're still in the muck. Mm -hmm. Like you can walk into an AA meeting and be drunk. They will not turn you away because you showed up. You had Mm -hmm. some kind of awareness to be there, to Mm -hmm. be connected. Mm -hmm. And that connection is what has saved other people and they've gone on to have families and connections and bring spirit and love and even joy to others mm-hmm. where you, it's often said people go to meetings. And it's like these people are in these dog bitten lives or whatever, laughing, mm-hmm. laughing. And, and with that, there, with
0: that laughing, there's connection. Obviously when you laugh, but when you laugh, you, you both share that moment of joy. Uh, But I love what you said about just the desire to show up, the desire to connect, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that. And I believe that's within all of us. And isolation is easy to slip into. And addiction is easy to create more isolation for ourselves. So what is that spark that allows us to go, I want more and I want to connect.
2: Yeah. Well, that that's a beautiful thing. If anyone's suffered from depression and things like that and I, I love this about atheists, a lot of people are like, well, these people have no morals or whatever. Uh, some, mm. some, no. <laughs> some, some, Uh, Julia Dinsmore is a raised poor person who lectures on that, and she says when she speaks to atheists, they have more values and power because that's their substance, and it's the value and the spirit within them. So they're spiritual people in a way Mm -hmm. because that inner spirit is what saves us. It's that little voice that finally says when we've been in bed for a week going, I can't do this. (laughs) It goes, okay, enough. I'm getting up. At least because I'm hungry, <laughs> they're spirited about getting something to eat. And when you're coaching, is that what you're
0: looking for? Is to help find that that voice, that 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 point of reference, that that desire, that that place that that is reaching out to connect.
2: You know, it's funny. Um, that's a really good question on looking and searching. I don't do that so much. Mm-hmm. I'm. I often say I don't have. Um, purpose like most people do in life. It's whatever's presented to me. Uh-huh. So I just grab it. I grab what they give me and then I reframe it and hand it back and say, what if? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the wonderment. Like, let's be curious about this. Like, what if you said it this way? How would that sit with you and others? Mm-hmm. And what if you talk to yourself this way?
1: It's funny. So words are ways to name things and The older I get, the more I'm like, I'm not so attached to what we're calling it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just works or it doesn't work, and it's an energy. So... I would say you definitely have a purpose, but I'm not going to sum it up, and I don't care about what you call it. I, I can see it. That's that's enough for me. Oh yeah, uh, very yeah. purposeful.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just purposeful at me every day. It. You know, you yeah. never know yeah. who I'm going to meet. My day yeah. is like a year and a day sometimes. I had a man. I was in peer counseling, uh, reevaluation counseling, taught it for 12 years, and a man said, "I want to follow you around because you're telling me these things. Like, I just want to follow you." For a day. <laughs> it was it was weird because that was the day I was served with divorce papers. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> As we
2: were walking on a little walk together, the only mm-hmm. pause of my day because we were going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And this was around noon. And he said, You know what? I'm going home and taking a nap. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> so I'm an energy person. Like me sitting here with you guys, it's mm-hmm. like I kind of want to be dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Okay. <laughs> but the, I'll the, be over the, here.
0: The yeah. idea of purposeful in the moment is a cool concept. The, and you like certainty. And certainty mm-hmm. comes pretty close to purpose, you know, of you – know, but it's not a trajectory that has uh, – that no matter what, you're going to move forward on. Hmm. You are in the moment reacting to the circ- given circumstances and what could be the purpose in that moment. Yeah.
2: Hmm. And that that's
0: a unique idea. Wow. So
2: the thing that comes up for me as you say that is service. Like when I'm in service to others – and I used to be like – Ah, oh, you know, I need something back here. I need some love. I need some of this. Uh-huh. You know, come on, what do you got for me? Which is how we we believe... Um
0: the transaction of life. Yeah,
2: right? that you have to give and get. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to give, like if I give you this apple, it feels like I have lost. Now you have the apple and I don't. But when we give love, we can see that. And when we stay in the spirit of it, mm-hmm. like we're going to get love back. It feels loving to give love. Mm-hmm. So therefore you've gotten love.
1: Once you make that a little bit of a shift there, I, I think everybody gets that there's honor and gratification in just giving, a period. It doesn't have to be either or. That's the other Duality that you mentioned before—it doesn't have to be opposite.
2: Yeah, they you know? come together, and and when you can feel that coming together, you're you're in that state of wonderment, like, "Wow, this works!" Yeah. Oh. And,
0: and with that, I think it's a perfect segue for our next segment that will do a deeper dive into love, because that that connection, that giving. Um, Really is a celebration of love. So whether we'll, be, we'll be talking about we'll be talk, love. We'll be talking about love. No, just to tell you what I love. All and kinds of will we'll, we are anxious to hear more about what you love. So we'll be back in, in just a little bit. There'll be a few commercials here, uh, and then join us, uh, and our coach will coach us through a session of looking at love and perspectives on love. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter, and we will be talking about love uh, in this segment. Uh, it's always about connections, but exploring how and why and where and what and all that good stuff is part of what we'll talk about today and in particular in this segment uh, on love. One of the things that hits me the first time um, that you shared with me about your ride across America. And this <laughs> in is your bicycle.
1: This is Josine I, Peters. I, I, I yeah. promise I okay. will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just just witnessing. <laughs> say Hallelujah.
0: I'll back up and I'll do it the traditional way. Oh. I have t- two wonderful people joining us in this segment. Um, Rick Bernardo, as you know, is my my co-host. Uh, he is an ethicist, a teacher, an advocate, writer, all sorts of good things and keeps me on track in terms of making sure that, that we do the good things of letting people know who we're talking to. And Josine, who is our guest today, and she's also known as Generous Joe, um, Josine Peters. She is a miracle coach, a love coach, a spirit coach. Uh, she's a transformational healer. She works with energy and conscious facilitator, uh, continuing education provider, public speaker, uh, workshop leader, and artist, performing artists and appreciative of the arts. Uh, and as I was listening to the commercial coming into this uh, segment, it was all about uh, supporting chronic illness, heart attack. And all of that, um, I recalled Josine sharing with me that she made a commitment to support the Lung Association by riding across America while pregnant, and that to me is a lot of love. That 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 is love in motion. Getting back to motion.
2: Yeah. I, well, my father died when I was only nineteen of lung cancer. And uh, that was a really hard thing to watch him go through two years, um, just losing his life. And I was young, and I even had a younger sister. And So I biked across the United States, and I wanted to be pregnant um, for it because I wouldn't have my menstrual cycle. And could just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there you so go. My, my little a practical. Baby, <laughs> my baby girl was under my heart the whole way, and she's quite the traveler. She's uh, lived all over, and in Bahrain most recently during COVID, and now in Germany. And on the trip, I have my sister now, who's in New Zealand. We have oceanic blood in us, right? Uh-huh. My brother did the DNA, you know, sampling. And um, so she's there, and I think she was called there, and she's coming back after eight years. She used to come back every two years. COVID and everything blew that away. And when I was on my trek, I I biked the whole time, right? Seven and a half weeks. Had one little accident in there, Um, but I was coming up this hill, and this woman couldn't get up the hill. Who was on the? There was other people also raising funds, and so I got off my bike and walked with her Mm -hmm. because I didn't want her to you know, she was just struggling, and I just yeah. didn't want her to be alone with that, and I'm walking up, and at the top is a tree, and I'm like, we can get under that shade, and I see this station wagon, which was my mom's station wagon, and it has the, the earth symbol, and it says, love your mother on the back uh. of it, and it's my sister, Teresa, tree, I call her, and she goes by T now, um, Waiting there. She came into town, drove halfway across oh. the United States to meet me there and I'm walking, not biking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's gonna think I'm a wimp. But she was just there and <laughs> love me up and it was just oh. such a, a love beautiful, fest. Yeah. Oh so those kind of things, um, yeah, where you jump into life and you you do things that seem impossible. A lot of people were like, What? You you biked while pregnant? And it was it was a beautiful thing. It was really oh. good.
1: I could never do that because I, I, I've never been pregnant.
0: True. <laughs> but I True.
1: No, really, I just feel that takes my breath away anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: So as you look at love, tell me what, how you, you coach or support people in that process.
2: What is love? Mm, love is, uh, it, it's beautiful, because I was talking to Queen Siobhan this morning. She called me up, knowing I was going to be on the show. And and I said, uh, I was talking about love, and she went right where I would go, and she said, it's not a noun, it's a, you know, it's a verb, it's, it's an action. And I think you be love in order to do love, mm-hmm. and you do lo- love in order to be love.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: when I coach people, I love to say this, especially I do a little dating coaching too. I've been dating for 25 years. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I say, hey, I always assume they love you. So when your partner or the person you're, you know, just kind of sitting down for coffee with and they say something stupid, just assume they're there to try to be of love. And we can love someone before we like them. You can jump in front of a a train and push someone out of the way or whatever. And that's a a form of love. Yeah, Yeah. a loving, loving act. And then you find out their politics and you hate them. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't like them, but you love them. It could
1: be a background of love. Sure. Got you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, when, um, one of the best lessons for me was my, when my parents divorced, and uh, I went back for uh, uh, holidays,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they had us, uh, I was still just in, uh, just in graduate school, but I had a younger brother and sister. We, we had a Christmas together though, and I got that they were still committed to be there not only for us kids, but each other, but just not married now. And I got it was hard for them. But ever since, they always talk about each other with reverence and care and compassion, even when they're not around with each other anymore, which they weren't for decades. But I get that once you love somebody, you love somebody. It could just look different.
2: Yeah, I think that's what we do in relationship. We We explore the possibilities of what the relationship should look like. And I love it when people do that. They do it through therapy. I I don't do therapy. I do coaching. So I try to coach them toward, you know, make it work for you. And that might mean divorce or separation or um, just that moving away to come together. And your
0: relationship may not look like the next relationship or someone Mm -hmm. else's relationship because that's getting back to that comparison and judging where you are in relationship, yeah. you know? What is it that you really need in the relationship? And is that is that being fulfilled? Is that being supported? Is that, you know, are you connecting? And now, in what ways?
1: And here's one thing. I worked for a few years with the Wim, Women of Nations a Domestic Violence Shelter. There were a lot of people that were, uh, but I love him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so, and you've worked within prison systems and so forth. There's a lot of really uh, abusive relationships. And the people love each other. What is love supposed to and, look and like there? And there
0: excuses too, like he yeah. didn't mean to or well, yeah. she wouldn't want that. Well, it's just that it happened in well, this. Yeah, in one this
1: thing that would come up is like loving someone doesn't mean um, being dishonest about what's really happening
2: yeah. either. But, but,
1: but you go ahead. In yeah.
2: 12 Steps, they say we don't take uh, lovers. We take hostages. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the addiction love where you know you can't see what's best for you and what's best for them and you and mm. can't call it out so often people say you shouldn't change your partner and I say no that's you want a partner who has your back and will help you get to it it's not forcing them to change like you need to stop drinking but it's the kind of um uh backing off where you say it once they know it they know how you feel they know yeah. what you want and what you don't want and how you feel and that's the love language I teach I teach mm-hmm. a feeling language um there's more to it. That's yeah. the tip of the iceberg. But it gets to what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And then they get to take their thinking to the place they can. And eventually they'll tell you what works for them and how they're stuck and, and all that juicy stuff can come up.
1: If I they're know. being violent, though, then what?
2: Well, the violence, okay, um, the violence is a step thing. It, it doesn't go up and down, up and down. So I was um, a fundraiser for the Domestic Abuse Project and learned this, and it's a step. So each time it gets a little higher and higher, and it keeps escalating, so it gets worse and worse. So at the beginning, when someone's just screaming at you, and I come from a fighting family, (laughs) loud family, I call it, that's the point where you want to uh, be able to take it, not run out of the room, and just stay with them while they're getting that out um it's often you know hurt people hurt people but once it gets past that if if it escalates yeah you you need to exit and right. that's loving yes like get away that's they don't want to hurt get. you that's they really don't want to be it. thrown in jail you know yes. they don't want to go to that place they're they're choosing they're, to they're
1: being run by something there
2: right and so for you to get away from that just like get away from the fire don't put your hand on the fire And that's being able
0: to help them make their own healthy choice. Mm -hmm. This is not safe for me. And I need to be at a place where I feel safe. And you can present that as a choice, you know, in that I need these things for me to feel safe. But if you choose not to, that's your choice. I'm not going to be here.
2: Well, and that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. about a loving society is we're really Mm -hmm. cookie cutter and we make laws for all people. And we're all unique, Mm -hmm. yet we're all human and earthlings. But when you, you can go, okay, not only giving people choice, and we, we're looking at women in choice right now, and, and with the domestic abuse, it's it's choosing to be able to leave. And so mm-hmm. I coach people and choose, choose again, choose differently, choose, choose again, you know, it's choice, keep the choice. No. But we have to give them the means for yes. choice. Do you have an escape plan? You know, domestic abuse project will teach that, you mm-hmm. know, keep a, your clothes in the trunk you know have your children where you can wake them up and get them to aunties mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whoever's home but if they don't have that means that they don't have relatives who they can turn to or a safe place or even a car to mm-hmm. escape with mm-hmm. <laughs> then they don't have the choice really
1: so that's an extreme example I I picked because there's a lot to learn there about what what love could really look like, and it's really confusing when you're in the middle of it. You think, but I love him, and it's like these distinctions are important uh, compared to all uh, the Barry White. Uh, we're talking about love, baby, <laughs> which is a whole different kind of context where people are connecting, and it and it's clearly safe in those songs to mm-hmm. be romantic love.
2: Yeah, and you also had the soul shouting <laughs> quote.
1: Oh, I do have that quote, but it's a Quincy Jones yeah, quote right. about the deeper truths in humor. Uh, he said, I always thought laughter is the soul's way of shouting, ain't it the truth? Uh, and there is love and joy in noticing that. And even, you know, I, I wrote an article on laughter years ago in graduate school, and it just, I, I had this thought it's, once you're laughing with people, you love them just in that moment. Yeah. You're just in love with ed- everything and everybody. Yeah. Mm. And
2: my my family, which has a lot of ah, strife, you know, we, we're dysfunctional. We are raised in alcoholic home. One thing we can do um, is laugh. And my cousins used to come over, you know, because we'd be out on the deck. And I grew up with 12 people in one family on one side of us and 10 on the other in Big Lake, Minnesota, and eight of us in the middle, right? So all these cousins. And they'd come over and go, you guys are laughing. And we used to say, you know, we can't talk about politics and we can't talk about religion because we had diversity. I don't know if it's the right kind of diversity, but it was there. Um, but we could talk about sex. So we have really good sex All jokes right. in my All family. Right. <laughs> And this is a Catholic family. Uh, like, awesome. Uh, you know, it's interesting that I'll need to leave on that note. We'll just <laughs> have people yeah. wonder,
0: you know, That's what, so what kind of jokes your family shared. It's a good um, tease. Yeah. But uh, I do have to wrap up. This this segment. We'll come back. We'll we'll continue a little bit more on love, but we'll also be thinking about what are some personal ways to think about connection and things Next. that you can advise us on. And before we go out of the segment, please share your email in case folks would like um, to consider working with you as your coach.
2: Yeah. And just any questions you might have at, at generousjo at gmail.com. G-E-N-E-R-O-U-S. J-O at Gmail. Terrific, and we'll be right back
0: uh, to hear more about love and connection. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We're wrapping up with Love Connections. <laughs> Sounds like a TV show from the seventies, yeah. Love but Connection, <laughs> baby. It isn't. Yeah. It, we're in the here it's and now. Style. Uh, I'm Lori Fitz, your host. My co-host is Rick Bernardo. Thank you, Rick, for bringing such a lovely guest. Hi. You're and, welcome. And
1: everybody give, is welcome.
0: Yes. Give a quick intro to for those who are just joining us uh, of Josine, oh. Generous J-Jocene, Joe.
1: Josine, I met years ago at a connection gathering to protect people in our communities. And uh, she's a miracle coach, uh, dating coach. We were just talking about different kinds of love. And uh, basically, she wanted to—oh, she's— Expert at talking about how do we deal with people in the way that's most loving and productive and full of wonder. So, uh, where would he,
0: did we leave wonder out? Wonder meant.
1: Wonder meant.
2: Yeah, and you,
0: go. you have some uh, organizations you want to do some shout outs for.
2: Yeah, I want to tell you what I love um, and love to do. And where um, you know, they say to go for obsession rather than passion, but I, I just am passionate without the obsession, and I think that's okay. And Right now, I work um, with Native people, and especially the Mendota tribe. That's a Mendota-Mendowaketan, and they're unaffiliated. They have no mm. federal recognition. Their land would be Fort Snelling and most of the airport. Yeah. And they're right at the Medote, which is the confluence of the Minnesota-Mississippi rivers, and that's the epicenter of the world, the spiritual place, you know, for them um, and when and you think about us as Minnesotans and the Mississippi, I love that we with our progressive um, loving ways, we can trickle that down the Mississippi to to everywhere. To the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So All the way down to yeah, the, the to ocean. the Gulf
0: and into the ocean. You also have Dakota heritage?
2: A little bit. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, I'm oceanic and uh we Irish. think it's oh yeah, <laughs> Irish. Oh, Irish is very tribal. I love my Irish uh-huh. self. Um Mhm. But uh, my my father was an only child, so all those cousins I talked about were on my mom's side. Um, And my mother was German but a redhead Uh. and a feisty—she was a really graceful woman. Mm. She had a lot of grace. Anyway, so this—I'm a mixed mutt, um, and I like that. And we don't know our exact heritage. It was often hidden, Mm -hmm. um, so— Children would be taken to boarding schools. But um I have some artifacts that my dad had collected and so I have a medicine bag and it's his initials in beaded work, J P, which are my initials, Josie and Peters. Oh awesome. It's really cool to have that. Are there a few other
0: organizations that you wanted to make mention of?
2: Yeah, um, I work with Growing North on the north side. So some mornings I get to wake up and take um, my neighbors, two young Ojibwe men, Gabe and Michael. Yay, shout out to you guys. Hey. I bring them to the north side of Minneapolis where we have 17 vacant lots from the city. We have to use hydrants, fire hydrants, often to water what they plant there. So they're in the dirt growing clean food. And we use that food, um, we outfit um powwows we give it to people in the neighborhood you know it's used for meals for them during the summer while they're working there and so zincala luta is a dakota program of that there's also project sweetie pie which michael chaney's a part of and so i get to um, be behind that and love that up too
0: I also want to make sure before we end, we only have about three, four minutes, um, that you give your email one more time. If folks would like to connect with you in any way, whether that be having you be a coach or a consultant or a support, um, we'd love to have them know about how to reach you.
2: Yeah, it's generousjoe at gmail.com. So G-E-N-E-R-O-U-S-J-O at gmail.
0: And when you come back, we'll definitely talk about how you got that. Uh, generous Joe. Hmm. Um, we're working in the prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: My one sister I heard hated it. She goes, I'm not going to reply to her emails because what is this generous <laughs> Joe thing? <again?" laughs> I think it's wonderful. Well, yeah. we
0: talked about having at the very end of our program just some things that each of us feel are powerful in terms of our connection. And I know, Rick, you yeah. shared. Yeah,
1: I had something come up when we were speaking and that the, the times I feel really connected sometimes is when my – I, one of the reasons I work out uh, the way I do is because if I'm running or lifting weights, I I have to stop thinking or, or I hurt myself. <laughs> you have to you have to focus and just be in your body. And I just realized I had never shared this: when I'm running and I'm and I'm finally warmed up and I'm in the sun and I'm I'm older than most everybody in the world right now, and I feel my body is still working. I swear I feel some ancestor from I, not just Sicily, but but <laughs> Africa
0: uh-huh.
1: running in my body. so I and I get chills, so but anyway, that's like talk about connection. that's kind of creepy but awesomely wonderful. Yeah.
0: uh for me, uh, the one place I go and I don't have a internal monologue and that's how i it, the Mm-mm. voices running in your head of all the things that you need to do is when I go into my barn and I'm with my horses. And my greatest connection is when I can be detangling their mane and just spending time in detangling is a, a place that allows me a sense of peace and, and wonder. It's the wonderment. Mm.
2: And I am a water child. Um, mm. Even though I'm a sun sign, I like to reflect off the water. So being around water... And just diving into that velvet and swimming, I like to be swimmingly sensuous in life.
0: And what I'd like to encourage everyone to do is to find that place of wonder this week. Where is that? Notice it. Be open to it. Be open to um, the wonder of the day and what can be brought into it. Uh, And stay with us. We'll bring uh, generous Joe back and (laughs) uh, explore more ways how connections can be real for us. Mm, so thank, love, love, love. Yeah, love, love, love. Thank you for being with us today on Connections Radio Show. Thanks a bunch. So we're glad that you made the connection with us. And My look, pleasure. And we look forward to having um, us all this week find special connections in our heart and in our friendships and our relationships and our work. Um, they're there, and they're there for us.
2: I'm smiling. <laughs>